Almighty, good morning to you. December 27th, 2018. It's almost here, year's almost over. Ah, time is a flat circle, right? I, uh, yeah, I'm not even ready for New Year's. Listen, I'm gonna try and do, I'm gonna say this is the most ambitious show to date. Um,. I want to do an episode of The Untouchables, which is, as I pitched this to Mike Lombardi of The Ringer, author, uh, he's worked with the likes of Bill Walsh and Al Davis and Bill Belichick, and, uh, you know, for his NFL jobs, and now he writes for The Athletic, for The Ringer, and does podcasts, um, so I, uh, I... I pitched the, the Untouchables to him. Um, didn't say no, so that's good. But I, I didn't get the impression that he was... Uh, oh, you know, it's football season, so I'm, I'm not saying I'm holding out hope, but I'm, there's like 5% chance in that, 2%, 2.5% chance that, you know, that maybe there's something. But I wanted to do one this week on my own. Um, basically, to recap... Um, I pitched it to him. It was about Goodfellas and Mean Treats and stuff like that. Scorsese movies. Um, I'm going to do this about a Sopranos episode. Uh, one that I watch every year. I watch every Christmas Eve. Almost didn't make it this year. I watched it early Christmas morning this year. But it was still Christmas Eve because the kids were still asleep. So that counts. It's not really Christmas until a child opens their eyes. <laughs> and sees the presents under the tree. Um, so I want to re- I want to do a, an Untouchables episode. Now again, we're restraints here. Okay, I'm in a car. My studio, my beautiful studio, uh, 2012 Ford Explorer. See how many miles we got. Do for an oil change. 125,082 miles on it. I didn't put all of them on. Probably put about 35 to 40 on myself. I had to look the book. It was under 100 when I got it. It was under, it was under 90? I don't know. Uh, I just got it. Yeah, no way I put it. I might... I don't think... I, no, I don't know. All right, I had to look it up. 50,000? 50, 50, I don't know. Um, so basically, I want to recap the episode. I'm going to go over it, talk about it a little bit. Not much happens in this episode. It's... It's not really a standalone episode, but it kind of serves to set up a standalone episode. Now, this this season, season three, so now listen, if you're going to uh, complain about spoilers, now's the time to shut it off, because it's going to be, I'm going to talk about the entire episode and future shows and past shows and shit like that, so if you don't want to hear about it, then shut it off right now, all right? Um... If you're one of the anchor interns and you just and you don't want to spoil the Sopranos for you, just get somebody else to do it for you. All right. Somebody else will hook you up. I'm sure to listen to me. I mean, how how much better could their day get? Than, could you listen to the 22? Uh, I can't listen to who's going to spoil the Sopranos for me. I'm sure they would love that. Of course, this is a Catch 22 podcast. Done every day from the ultimate catch twenty two, the commute. Uh, so listen, the name of the episode 
is to save us all from Satan's power. The 10th episode of season 3. Um, the title comes from an old Christmas carol. Which was God, yes, God, oh, God, yes, God rest ye merry gentlemen. Um, dates back uh, 1600s, I think it said. I've read it. Uh, the first air date, you know, I was thinking about this, I was ripping. How did I catch this fucking train today? Uh, I was ripping, like, end of the year lists. <laughs> like, it's, such, it's so, like, a lazy. I mean, I know it takes a lot of compiling to. To get all the material together and stuff, I was ripping it. So, I, so my <laughs> my end of the year uh, move is to recap an episode of television that aired 17 years ago, <laughs> uh, 18 years ago almost. So yeah, this is from April 29th, 2001. I just sit here at the fucking light. I don't know how the fuck I had to look back, but it was like 7:05 last week, and then right now it's seven. It's, Seven o'clock or six fifty-nine. The first fucking train. Get a get a grip. All right. So here, basically, good. I can fucking read this word for it without fucking it up. So basically, this is uh, episode. Tony's having flashbacks, trying to remember uh, exactly when Big Pussy Bump and Sarah started working for the FBI. Uh, Jackie Junior sees the dark side of Tony Soprano when he's caught stepping out on Meadow. Tony, oh, train going the other way. Tony settles a score with a Russian. We'll beat his sister up. And Bobby Bacala tries to replace Pussy as Santa. Uh, season three is kind of um, it's a big Ralphie season. Well, it is a Ralphie season. Three and four had Ralphie Cifaretto in it a lot. Um, he was like Tony's main foil for those couple seasons. He was just made captain two episodes ago. In the Thanksgiving episode, which I watch on Thanksgiving every year as I'm cooking. Thanksgiving Eve every year as I'm cooking. Um, we just made Captain. We don't even see him here. There's um, a mention of him later on. Jackie Jr. kind of rats him out. When Tony finds him, Tony finds the gun on him. He, Jackie Jr. on Christmas tells him that it was Ralph gave it to him. And it was stupid. Basically throwing Ralph under the bus. So, hey, look, Jackie Jr., we all know what happened to Jackie Jr. in the end. This was his out, man. If You, you know, you, when you have this issue and you, you go to the bathroom, you get kneed in the balls by uh, the guy you want to be your future father-in-law, you know, it's time to walk away, not to get more involved. Jackie Jr., never... Never the brilliant genius that Jackie Sr. was, but uh, it's as dumb as a rock, really. Just as dumb as they get. So he doubles down on it, right, and goes Christmas morning uh, after Tony sees him out at the strip club getting a lap dance. Gets his nuts kicked in in the bathroom. Doubles down Christmas morning. Goes, confesses to Tony, tells him that, uh, hey, he, uh, he flunked out of Rutgers. And... Uh, fucked up and should have a gun and this and that and he was going to go and I can't imagine I mean just what he says to Tony in the kitchen there he goes Tony I'm going to do I'm going to design men's suits 
I'd be like, all right, well, look, go fucking design them, and you come back to me another time. Tony thinking about his daughter. He already had some issues with his daughter and an ex-boyfriend. Doesn't want to have another problem, all right? And also, he was in Jackie Jr.'s corner, so for him to be such a fuck-up looks bad on him a little bit. So he doesn't want to... I can I can only imagine if somebody came to Tony Soprano and told him that he wanted he was gonna provide for his daughter by creating men's suits. I think without any fucking background or history or schooling in it, he would be like, "All right, well, I mean, this is your first step is saying it out loud, I guess, but you got to come back to me in a hundred steps from now when you're on your way. You don't even know how to fucking pick up a needle and thread, you fucking dope, Jackie Jr. Man, I mean." That should have been it for him. This should have been the last episode for Jackie Jr. And instead he comes back Christmas morning and says, look, this is it. This is how it's all going to end for Jackie Jr. The Jackie Jr. story arc continues his downfall and there is no climbing back up at this point. Uh, Tony has a, has a list in this episode. I love it. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite things. Well, two of my favorite things. One was from Christmas morning after, you know, Tony had seen what happened at the strip club. Uh, Jackie Jr. comes in and says, good morning, everybody. And he looks right at Tony and goes, Merry Christmas, Tony. And Tony just stares him down and says, good morning. <laughs> it, is, it is brilliant. And James Gondolfini, I mean, we've, he's, we've lost the master. And you watch him acting in this episode. He does a lot of acting with his eyes. Here, um, uh, there's a part... Uh, in the morning where he has like a mini panic attack it's great um, there's a part where Big Pussy in a flashback goes from being a complete asshole to being Santa Claus in like two seconds and it's a look of like just joy that it brings to Tony as his friend you know before knowing what happened that he's coming up that he's slowly or is already a rat um, to turn everybody, turn on everybody. You could see like the joy that Big Pussy brings to him, just in Gandolfini's eyes. It, we rest in peace, Jimmy Gandolfini. He was a true gem. He was like the only celebrity that died um, in my adult life that I felt like pure sadness. I was upset when Anthony Bourdain died, but Gandolfini was like losing, almost like losing a long lost uncle. Like he was just, I spent so much, so many hours with him. Watching and rewatching and watching and rewatching all these episodes, and you can quote everything he says in the show, and it's like it's like losing a, a long lost uncle or something. Like you know, you you felt close to the man because of the show, and uh, I'm not sure he was comfortable with that. I'm glad I never had to like meet him face to face to make him uncomfortable with my like fandom, but in my heart I know that uh, that. Um, yeah, he, was, he, he got me through some tough times. He got me through some good times, and he's still—he's always—he's always going to be there on the holidays, you know. Um, watching these episodes, and I'll, I'll rewatch this show with my son someday, my daughter someday. And, you know, he's, he's just gonna—he's gonna be a big part of the rest of my life. So, um, enough, you know, about that. So, there's a list. Tony—he um, has a little pad, and on it, it kind of sets up the whole episode. Vote. Transfer cannolis, gift for Carm, scooter, and um, Janice's Russian is added to it later. Now the boat is um, he has to have his boat winterized, but the boat 
this constant reminder is what's kind of going off in his head about pussy because where they killed pussy and that's always going back to him all right that's what happened on the boat and that's what kind of sets off his mini panic attack um the morning when he wakes up and uh the transfer cannolis was to do with the russian oh and the boat obviously triggers all these flashbacks he has and uh, the transfer can always was his dealings with the Russians so he has to go see the Russians gift for Carm picking up the gift there's some when he goes to uh, Vesuvio he's got the gift um, and of course the, the you know he's, he buys these gifts because ah oh, shit I got a fucking cop on my back I swear to Christ if I get fucking pulled over I mean was I fucking flying I have no idea was I I mean I'm not texting Come on, go on by there. Do you know that fucking feeling? Your heart sinks. Like, eh, do you get me? Nah, they went right by me. Yeah, copper. Yeah. I wasn't texting, but I had a notebook in my hand, and I'm. It's not really the safest way to do it, but I'm not. You know, I just have little notes to remind me how what I want to talk about. So it's not like I'm not staring on my face in the notebook. I just like you know. It's not my texting. Texting is dangerous. I'm not texting. Don't text and drive. And don't podcast and drive unless, you know, you're desperate. <laughs> and just want to do and just want to spend 22 minutes of your day podcasting. Then, you know, whatever. Throw the mic on. See what you can come up with. Um, the school, uh, so, like, he always buys these expensive-ass gifts. You know, partially because he's not really a great husband. And the only time he can show what a, that he's a loving husband, I guess, is with kind of cash. So he buys, uh, he buys this gift, you know, because he is stepping out on his wife and he does have a gumad. And, you know, there's this whole thing here with uh, Charmaine Bucco. And he, she, Carmela thinks maybe there's something going on there. But, you know, her scent, you know, she, she's on the scent, but she's got the wrong, uh, you know, the, the wrong, the wrong filling for his mother issues. As we know, it'll be Gloria Trillo. Um, that gets the brunt of it. But uh, And then the scooter for AJ, he's got to pick up. And then Janice's Russian is added on later on. So it can pretty much that's the whole episode. So uh, all these things that he has to do. Now, there's a lot of callbacks. There's not a lot that happens in the episode to kind of keep the series moving along. It's many, many things. But that's a lot of Sopranos episodes where just one or two things happen over the course of a long time over the course of an hour that kind of get now there's not these big big moments if you watch it's a lot of subtle things to kind of keep the story moving there's a lot of just good like just Gandolfini Paulie Walnuts Montesanti moments just hanging out um, talking and you know many stories within a bigger story arc that uh, that keep going on but there's these episodes there's not a ton that goes on so, uh, there's a lot of callbacks, though, a lot of foreshadowing, so I'm going to try and touch on a little bit of that. Uh, apparently, I think this is the first time we hear about it, so Johnny Boy, Tony's father, busted out Satriales. This is where they're having the Christmas party. Busted out Satriales, this means that uh, old man Satriali probably owed him some money, so he started taking bits and pieces of the business until... Um, until the business was actually his, and then 
old man Satriali killed himself. And if you remember, the season before this, Tony busts out David Scatino's sporting goods store, and the guy almost kills himself. Um, and he mentioned in, uh, in one of the episodes previous to this that he is in like a mental institution in uh, New Mexico or something like that. Um, so the guy cracked up. So, uh, I mean, that's like old school terms for this kind of stuff, but guy cracked up. And um, so there's some similarities there between Tony's father and himself. Um, history repeating history repeating itself is a constant. I have to kind of do a little more research on that, but I'm, I know off the top of my head that there's, it's kind of a constant in the episode. Like, this happened, you know, at some point, and it's just going to happen again because nobody does anything to fucking change it. Um, there's a point when they're pulling the, the Santa suit out of a box um, in the back of Satriales. Uh Ray Curdo is there. He's a cat. Uh, yeah, he's another, he's one of the captains. And he uh, calls. Uh, big pussy, despicable, and says he wish he was on the boat to shoot himself, and this and that. And Ray Curdo tur- turns later in the series. Um, since Sill has a dream, he, it's a dream about big pussy, and uh, after all this kind of stuff is happening, uh, he's at the Bing. Some cheese is missing. <laughs> it's pretty funny to see. Uh, like his strippers, like oh, but a. Something, some sort of brie was missing from Jenny's purse or some shit like before. And uh, Sills yelling about some Jarlsberg or whatever. And and then he goes to the dressing room and there's big pussy under under a uh, under a rat trap, mouse trap, rat trap under a mouse trap. And then he wakes up, and goes to Tony's house, and there's a call back there because Tony has all his meetings in the basement. And he goes down in the basement, tries to put on a light, doesn't work. And he wants to put a lamp on, but Meadow had taken a lamp, and that lamp had had, had, had a, in this first or second episode of the season, had the FBI had put a wire into the lamp, and now it was gone. So I think it was just showing that it was gone and that there was going to be conversations. Come reminder, we're going to see conversations in this basement that are heavier than this. And, uh, I mean, this was about the FBI, but there are going to be conversations coming up in the basement that are heavier than this. Um, that will uh, that would have been bad on on tape that we won't have to worry about anymore so later on they go to um, Vesuvio's this is where Tony shows his uh, $50,000 gift to uh, Silvio and Christopher and they start drinking wild turkey neat so Tony orders there and let's see I got here at the train station already. I mean, the fucking traffic is insane. I just fucking flew in. So I have a few minutes. I'm going to finish this up in the parking lot. Um, so they're drinking at Vesuvio's, and they're going out, and they go to uh, another strip club. That's where they catch Jackie Jr. after Tony gets into his argument with Charmaine at um, Vesuvio's. And Chris is drinking. He's getting shit-faced. They're drinking tequila. Uh... At this strip club. And we all know. I mean, we know it's Christopher's downfall. I mean, he's not called. He's a drug addict. And season four had some of that uh, come out. Let's see. Yeah. Four was when... Welcome to the Union Station Garage. Four and five. Five was... Shit. I should have flipped that up. I forget off the top of my head now. I think five was when he falls off the wagon hard. Because four is when Adriana and then five. So... Um... 
so yeah, just some foreshadowing. Look, this guy is gonna, you know, not the last, this is not the last scene you're gonna see Christopher drinking and or doing something he shouldn't be doing. Because um, he's not alcoholic. Tony calls himself the monogamy poster boy the next morning, uh, which is of course only because his gumat is in Morocco. Uh, after the after the whole thing with Bobby Bacala as Santa Claus does not go over too well. Um, he's a shitty Santa Claus. A kid tells him to go fuck himself. Fuck you, Santa. Uh, not a good day for Santa Claus. What's great about that is this kid tells tells Santa to go fuck himself, and then Paulie and Silvio have a little conversation with him. That's how you talk to Santa, my friend. Uh, it's just funny seeing these two guys you know as gangsters kind of talking to this kid like they would talk to anybody else. And they're talking about um, afterwards they're having coffee, and they're talking about uh, you know Big Pussy and why it was so different with Big Pussy, and it's because they were friends with the guy, they loved the guy. Holy, hard-hearted as ever. The world don't run on love. <laughs> but it reminds me, though, it's the first time I think in all the years of watching it, I didn't realize in one of the flashbacks, when Pussy shows up in a Santa suit, he comes being all hammered, and he has a little altercation with Tony, with Christopher. Jimmy Altieri's there, and he's a rat who got shot in the first season. Well, he's a suspected rat who got shot in the first season. He might have been the rat that was confused for Pussy, um, by Vin Marchesian, the cop who was Tony's in. Um, I didn't even realize he was there. And that's a little callback that, look, yeah, these guys fade from memory. Big push, you remember. He's always going to be, he's always in the forefront of their, of their minds. Especially at Christmas when, you know, it was a big deal that pussy was Santa Claus. And then the ultimate callback is Big Mouth Billy Bass, who, uh, after Tony and Meadows have been having problems this season, after Tony had, you know, had altercation with her boyfriend, her past boyfriend, um, they have not been on the best of terms. And uh, Meadow gets him a big, bow, a big mouth Billy Bass for Christmas, um, kind of as a peace, peace offering, I guess. And uh, that callback is, of course, to Tony's dream before he killed Pussy, or where Pussy's actually a frozen fish. And, uh, and as we all know, he sleeps the fishes, so, um, all right, I got three quick segments to get through, uh, all right, there's some glorification, there's some gruesome aspects of being a gangster, being Tony Soprano, what's the glorification of this episode? Tony showing off the $50,000 Christmas gift he got for Carmela, 50000 and whatever, fucking year, it says 2001 or something, 2000, what I say it was? It's aired in 2001, oh, simpler times. April 2001. So, yeah, I mean, it's a $50,000 gift in 2001. I mean, that's more than probably, that's more than most people's yearly salaries. Now, uh, gruesome. Listen, the episode's all about remembering the fact that you killed your fucking best friend and you're haunted by it forever. And it's like a whole, whole Ebenezer Scrooge, gift, you know, ghost on Christmas past type type play. Another segment, uh, what do you say? Um, one of the flashbacks, there to Tony and Jackie Jr. at a diner. Big Puss walks in, and Tony says something that sounds like, oh, Zeppelin fat fuck. I don't know what the fuck that means. And I usually, all the Italian stuff, I try and look it up, try and figure out what it is, if something I don't already know. And uh, Zeppelin fat, I know what fat fuck, I don't know what fat fuck is, I don't know what Zeppelin is. So if that's even what he says. Oh, Zeppelin fat fuck, what do you say? Uh, and one last thing, inside jokes. Something that you might not get unless you grow up Italian and uh, 
all times like telling people how great they are. So you probably heard about this by now. See, there's a difference. Like 60 years ago, times were, you know, we were we were over here and it's gonna do their own thing. Let the world just kind of go on around us. And now this times like new generation times like to remind the world of how fucking cool they are and how great they are. Which I hate that. Like I got my own culture, whatever. Like I don't need to fucking push it on you. I mean, on the show, I'm talking like that's different. But I don't go to people on the street or people I'm friends with like oh you gotta have no fuck that man like I'm not gonna fucking talk about how great my shit is maybe at some point when I was a little bit like unsure of myself you know I didn't have as much self esteem as I do now cause now I think I'm the best without having to say it out loud <laughs> but I mean I just don't like that people talking about how great they are or how great they think they are so anyway uh, there's an inside joke that you might not get in case uh, unless you grew up Italian and that's um, when Carmela is telling Tony about Janice wants to cook Christmas dinner. Tony says, "Christmas or Christmas Eve?" And Janice says, "You think?" I'm, or and Carmela says, "You think I'm going to unleash Janice on shellfish?" That's because Christmas Eve and times is a big tradition. I've talked about it in the past couple of weeks. Um, I got to go. So, and having the seven fish is important uh, tradition for all time uh, families, and you know we all still do it. And uh, fuck, thought I had a couple minutes, and now I'm fucking running late. So listen, we're going to do a heel of walk and talk sign up. Ah, almost lost the phone. I, I got to edit that sound out. That, ah. Uh, all right, that's it for me. That was the first episode, limited episode of uh, The Untouchables. Tough to do, man. I See, I wish I had like a fucking 45 minutes or an hour to do that. Very easily. But, you know, it's a little rush. We get to, you get the idea. Um, a lot of fun. Love talking Sopranos. And uh, that's going to do it for me for today. I'm going to go watch this train leave me on, this, on the platform. So I'm going to fucking miss it. And I'll get the late train. And uh, that's it for me. Hope you have a great fucking day. We'll be back tomorrow. Week 17 in the NFL coming up. And uh, I don't know. New Year's Eve preparations. I don't know what we're, we're going to talk about. We'll figure something out, right? And that's my cue, baby. Have a great fucking day. And don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.